0: Welcome to the Paradise Paradox We're about to get into another funky episode with Mr. J and Mr. Link discussing principles and codes of ethics and Mr. J and myself get into a debate talking about uh, the correct way to raise children whether um, using physical violence or, or harsh discipline might be warranted in some cases Uh, and whether whether it's moral or not. So, uh, remember you can jump on over to theparadiseparadox.com slash 137, theparadiseparadox.com slash 137 to see the show notes for this episode, uh, including all relevant links, links back to the, the previous two episodes in which you can get the context for our conversation and you can head on over to com. So we appreciate it when you give us a little bit of funding to uh, increase our, uh, our our personal power, use that money to expand our plans for world domination. Um, so suggest a donation, $1 per episode that you like. You don't have to give that much, though. You can give much more, a little bit less, but... Um, Depending on your personal tastes, and uh, also remember to follow us, upvote us on Steamit. Um, the the site is Steemit s t e e m i t dot com slash at paradise paradox. Check check the notes for the description there for the for the for the link. And so the Steamit is a is a site where you can get paid for voting and and get paid for uh, creating new content. So if you're an artist, a musician. Uh, a writer, um, a guy who likes to balance six uh, bowling pins on on his head, that might be an avenue for you to monetize your unusual talent. So, com slash at paradise-paradox. I'm on there too. com slash at churdzu C-H-U-R-D-T-Z-U. So, jump on over, follow us on there. Uh, Remember Show notes, paradiseparadox.com, size 137. And let's get into it.
1: you're looking at uh, uh, people who have a way of life or so-called principled people, then when you're looking at questions, uh, abstract questions, then they do have a relationship with actuality. Uh, You know, one of the dangers of our education system is that uh, that we get asked these questions in in high school university or whatever, uh, and then our answers are assessed. Uh, So uh, uh, often this creates this habit inside of people whereby they want to come up with a good answer. You know, when, when, they, when they're thinking of a hypothetical, they're not thinking about themselves and an actuality. They're, they're thinking about some abstract ideal and trying to come up with an ideal answer, or an idealized answer. And, uh, yeah, that, that's a, another dangerous thing, which will uh, uh, detract from the, the function of, of hypotheticals and of abstract thinking. Um... Hmm. Yeah, because uh, it's that's an unfortunate thing. If uh, somebody can think, oh, uh, yeah, no, of course, consensual sex with a dolphin, like that's that's totally cool. Why wouldn't it be? Uh, because of the the concepts involved. Uh, but then they don't like the idea of uh, um, a, a man who loves children.
0: A man, a man who loves children. In which, in which sense? <laughs>
1: No, in a sense of love. Like, I don't It's not a euphemism. I I mean, you know, like... All right. So, a a lot of people, they get really uncomfortable uh, because of the notion of pedophilia. Um, If an older person loves children. Uh, But, yeah. So, uh, I I think if someone can uh, agree with the concept of somebody loving a dolphin, uh, but then in life, they get uncomfortable with an adult who loves children... Then it shows that their hypothetical thinking is not very actual. Mm. Um, it's uh, it's an intellectual game as opposed to an exploration of reality.
2: Which, again, seems to be my major frustration with people who are uh, who understand spirituality, or whatever. But are, yeah, they're either wearing it like fashion or it's more of an intellectual game. They're not actually a- applying it so much practically. Um, but um, oh, there was something with the dolphin thing as well. Um, oh no, I've lost it. That's right,
0: dolphin. The dolphin. The dolphin. Oh yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> the other dolphin thing incident. In, in terms
2: of in these crisis. like abstract ways, one of the other things that I find interesting uh, is the idea of um, people being freaked out about their parents having sex and these are other things where in which like i can see like if i if i want to f- understand it i can think like people imagining their parents themselves having sex like they might if they find their parents ugly or i think it's just also this concept of incest and these other cultural things that are just so wrong in a lot of people's ways of thinking that they it's like their reaction to it is based on on that uh yeah, it's a theoretical reaction that they're having not to the actual situation or something.
1: Like, it's just... Um... Oh, but it's not theoretical. Okay. Uh, so, I have a theory about mm-hmm. this. And it uh, I'm not really supposed to talk about this stuff. I'm, I'm actually breaking principle right now. Um, but it's... Uh, for, yeah, for, for the sake of truth. Uh, <laughs> so, if, if you think about pornography, uh, so many guys are happy to watch... Uh, girl-on-girl pornography uh, whereas uh, n- not so many girls are interested in, in gay pornography hmm. uh, and if you look at action films uh, sorry this is a massive stereotype but in general guys, uh, or the masculine way of looking at action films is that they're very enjoyable but the feminine way of looking at them is not very enjoyable at all, and I think uh, the mechanism is a mechanism of identification. So uh, when when uh, the masculine eye sees uh, two women, uh, uh, yes, yeah, uh, the principle is still somewhere in my brain. uh, is, uh sees two women together. Uh, they it, they can insert themselves through identification into that scenario automatically it's not something they have to consciously do uh, they just put themselves into that uh, scenario and it's quite uh, useful in terms of imagination because they can flip uh, from one side to the other or, or put themselves in between or, or what not uh, but it's automatic it's not something that needs to be done uh, and yeah so this is a masculine uh, West, western way of uh, doing identity So uh, when somebody thinks about their parents having sex, they're present. Their their identification is present in that scenario. Mm. Uh, The way their identification is present in Rambo or in Die Hard or whatever, they're they're part of what's Mm. happening. And in an action film, they enjoy it because it gives them a feeling of uh, vicarious power or whatever. Uh, But like you were saying, Link, uh, when people imagine their parents having sex... It creates a vicarious feeling of, of incest because they're there they're present in the idea mm. they can't they can't remove themselves from the idea or the degree to which they can't remove themselves from the idea is the degree to which it makes them uncomfortable mm.
2: yeah well it's interesting because like um, when I was writing this one spoken word piece. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll ever do it, but it was set around this day where I, I sat down to meditate um, in my bedroom that was, you know, right next door to my parents' bedroom. And it was in the morning or whatever. And as I start drifting into the meditation, I just start hearing this and it was just the most interesting... Uh, experience because, you know, while I'm already pretty cool with the idea of my parents having sex, generally speaking, when I hear them having sex, I'm, I'm happy because I'm like, yay, they're, they're, they're into each other. That's good. <laughs> well, no pun intended. Um, but, you know, I'd much rather my parents be happy and having sex than be, you know, not happy, um, which is what it kind of suggests to me. Um, but But then as this experience is happening, like, I'm sort of just you know, trying to stay with my breath and not sort of get too into it. But then I started thinking about having sex with my mom, like, or being in this situation. Like, it was, these images start sort of popping into my mind. And there's this idea in me that I'm not supposed to want to have sex with my mom, like, culturally. Like, that's a thing. So, there's this part of me that that doesn't want to have that um, desire or those thoughts. Um, but then there's another part of me that doesn't re- that doesn't really give a shit about that and thinks, well, if that's something I think, then so be it. Whatever the fuck I think, you know. Um, but but then uh, yeah, it it's just this really interesting thing of going back into the meditation and then coming out of it and just watching my thoughts and watching, like I said, like the ones that seem to pop up that I don't want to pop up. And um, I mean, I've had during certain meditation experiences where where in which I've just I've broken my identification with my thoughts to a point where in which I can I say to my brain like stop thinking about this thing or look I want to focus on my breath or whatever and my brain just keeps thinking and thinking and thinking and thinking and then I get to a point where I'm just like all right if you're gonna do that just do it over there like I'm I'm <laughs> I'm bored I'm bored of you thoughts like obviously I you know you're not me you're just you're just gonna do your thing anyway so whatever you just do it over there and so yeah, with with these situations, I guess I've got a bit of an out because I can I can not identify with my thoughts anyway and say like well whatever they can just come up, but um, uh yeah. Anyway, I just it's there must be so much going on there for people if they especially if they really like I I accept those parts of myself and I still have a lot of trouble with it. You know, like in terms of um not not want, not wanting to think certain thoughts or what have you, but people who. Genuinely think that they're they're bad thoughts, <laughs> and then you know I'm, I'm not sure how many people have these thoughts or not. Maybe it's maybe it's rarer than I imagine, but um, but yeah, that would be super difficult.
0: Yeah, well, I think I think that what what Jay said about um, being unable to remove themselves, I I think that's kind. It's kind of um, um, to to be able to look at something more objectively. That's like the 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 mark of an educated mind like like if you if if you talk about um you know another example like um men men who are attracted to to children but actually are actively trying trying to stop themselves from doing anything wrong um but people will still say um they should die they should burn in a, a grease fire or so or you know all of these awful things um uh, and, uh, I guess, well, maybe, maybe it's partly because of their, they're afraid of their, their own urges. And so they have this, this violent outburst. Um, and it's, it's also because they like, yeah, uh, to some extent, somehow imagine them themselves in, a- in this position. Um, and what, whatever it is, may- maybe that's, um. Yeah, whatever uncomfortable idea comes up, they, they always have to push themselves in there, and that's, that's why they can never look at it objectively. Uh, yeah, so
1: uh, two things. Uh, I think it was uh, Schopenhauer, but maybe it was Berkeley. It was one of those dudes. Uh, they, they wrote that uh, the first step in philosophy is being able to separate reason from desire. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's such an important thing. Uh, to be able to separate your thinking from your uh, persona and your predilections or whatever. Uh, So there's that. And then there's this other weird uh, identification that happens. So uh, uh, children, like I I respect children uh, a lot. And one of the things that annoys me uh, is when people treat children uh, uh, without... without respecting their perception or their intellect or their, they, they treat them like they're not human beings. They're like pre-human beings or something.
0: Yeah. They treat them like children. That's what they yeah, say. But,
1: uh, <laughs> that to me shows, a, 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 a retarded person, uh, because people go around saying, Oh, they're young. What do they know about life? And the reason why a person says that is because when they were young, they didn't know shit about life. Uh, but you know, mm. uh, when I was young... Or well, they at least they assumed they didn't. Well, yeah, I mean, the the Mark Twain joke uh, about uh, his father, he's like uh, when when he was eight, 18 or whatever, I've forgotten the ages, when he was 18, his father knew nothing. Uh, but when he was 24, he was surprised at, at how much his father had learned in so, so few amount of years. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so uh, there, there's this thing, I guess, uh, Uh, You know, uh, everybody learns from experience. Uh, So, uh, yeah, when you're older, when you look back on your younger self, you tend to look back a little bit disparagingly. Uh, But, uh, yeah, I don't know, maybe this is my massive conceit, but uh, I remember my childhood well, and I remember my child mind. And uh, I was perceptive when I was young and, and wise in ways which I'm less wise now uh yeah so again when i see somebody treating a child like they can't know anything uh
0: i think it's interesting my my buddy justin lives in norway uh and uh he always tells me uh it's it's so great how children are, are treated in norway um like they well um hitting children is illegal in norway but i think that's that's kind of a secondary thing like it's a it's it's a What's the word? It's a symptom of the cultural values. Um, so they they believe that hitting children is wrong, um, and so you know it's it's so funny because um, if you, if you talk about that in in certain countries in a, in in many countries, then then um, they'll say, well, hitting children is, is is just the way it is, or something like that. Well, obviously, it's not because you've got a whole country over here. Um, finding other ways to raise children that don't involve slapping them around, um, but also it's it's like if 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 there's a child there um, and they say they suggest an idea, nobody is ever going to say, "Well, you're just a child, you know, forget your idea." Um, they're going to treat it seriously, um, and the fact that you're a child has has nothing to do with uh, with uh, the the content of your ideas, um, and so. It's like, um, I guess, there's this, there's this big tendency for like ad hominem um, attacks, ad hominem arguments um, in in many countries, and you can just um, if if you don't like a person or if you don't like their idea, you can just say, "Well, you're just an idiot," um, and so your ideas are wrong. Um, but I guess that doesn't fly so much in Norway. They're, they're willing to consider the these these uh well, they're re- they're willing to consider the idea for itself.
1: Uh, it, uh, I I agree with the concept, but not the application of the concept, because I I firmly believe that you should beat your children. Um, yeah, seriously. Uh, <laughs> why? Uh, why? <laughs> uh, because uh, yeah. Uh, depending on the kind of child. Um, the, uh, mm. the the developing human being can't necessarily perceive consequences. And uh, it, you may be able to explain to them intellectually uh, consequences, uh, but they can't necessarily match the, the explanation of consequences with uh, actuality. Uh, whereas, yes,
0: yes. Well, that's a learning <clears throat> process. So up yes. until the point
1: where they can do that, uh uh unfortunately uh you're creating a, a a situation of conditioning every time you interact with this child so if you don't give them some kind of negative consequence uh, that they can appreciate then it, it I think it makes it harder for them to learn consequences uh
0: Right, but but you see that this argument is self-defeating because you're saying they don't have the intellect to discern con- um, action and consequence, but then you're saying you're going to beat them to show them the action. The, the, no, no, um, no, that's not what I'm saying. Uh,
1: relationship between what, what no, I'm saying okay, is go, they don't have on. the ability to conceptually link these two things, uh, one concept to another, but yeah, they can yeah. conceptually link well, that's a, a physical yeah, punishment yeah. to a behaviour. Uh, in in fact, it's it's automatic. What,
0: uh, if if they, yeah. But if if they don't have the intellect to to link two things together conceptually, then how how do you know they can link together the action of of being beaten and and uh, or the rather the 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 action that you're trying to prevent and the consequence of being beaten because those are both again. Conceptually. Uh, no,
1: this is operant conditioning, as opposed to. Uh, conversation that's that's the that's the difference right but you see so, that, uh, if they're okay, conceptually okay. developed
0: i see i see your point but the if they're yep. conceptually developed then but the point is they don't necessarily
1: yeah if they're Sorry, conceptually no. developed then you can create a kind of operant conditioning through concepts uh but if yep. they're not conceptually developed yep. then yep. you have no recourse to concepts uh and in fact if you rely on concepts yep. all you'll yep. do is develop a child who can Give justifications for bad behavior. Uh, whereas if you if you uh, punish them physically, then uh, you you'll teach them through this punishment. I mean, it's not just children. Uh, there's a saying in India that you teach an yes. uh, intelligent person with reason, and a wise person with your personal experience, and a stupid person with a stick. And and I, I believe, right. that. and not just for children, I, I believe that. Uh, for with people um yeah so uh, i I believe i guess uh through extension in in the beating of of adults
0: Mm. yeah okay okay um but the the thing is again you're saying that the the child is going to link the stimulus with the with the reaction of being beaten, but the thing is they're not necessarily going to know what the stimulus is because, a, yeah. as you said, they're unable to to reason and they're unable to conceptualize. No, that, that's not um, so what that I'd means. Say. They won't necessarily. Th- they're not able to link no. cause and okay. effect. Okay, but you, it's different. Um. Okay, okay, but 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 they. My point is, they won't know what the stimulus is because they won't they won't be able to 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 imagine what. Um, specific scenarios lead them to being beaten. No, that's,
1: that's, that's how just, will, how oh, will Kurt, they know? Kurt, Kurt, yeah. This is just unintelligent yeah. beating. It, it, it's it's unintelligent. Uh, if you beat a child intelligently, okay,
0: okay, but but I don't I don't think you, yeah, then they'll
1: understand the reason for their for their punishment. And, and uh, if if you don't, then they won't understand the reason for their punishment and you'll be creating trauma. Uh, I don't believe in the creation of trauma. Uh, uh, what I'm describing is... Yes, yes. But 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 my question is
0: this. How will they know the reason for their beating?
1: Operant conditioning. So the, a dog, when it salivates when the bell rings, it doesn't know the reason for its salivation. Mm. It doesn't know the the... Um, The mechanism of its conditioning. It's just been conditioned So a a skillful way of conditioning is a way that creates a a Conditioning the conceptual or non conceptual understanding of the conditioned is not a part of the conditioning That will come later on when the child becomes conceptually able to create cause-and-effect relationships uh, between concepts uh, the problem with beating is that most of the people who do the beatings do the beating unskillfully, so then the child doesn't understand why they're being beaten and they've just been traumatized. I- I'm not, I'm not agreeing with that. I think that's a form of torture. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so it's not, I, I don't know, I-, I think you're hyperextending what I'm saying so as to...
0: No, 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 uh, not, not exactly, um... But the the thing is, um, the child is going to hyperextend, or they go, they're going to hyperspecialize. Because if if you have a stimulus, so say say the stimulus is the child walking out into the street, and and you beat the child to send the, a, a strong conditioning message of that it's it's wrong to step out onto the road. Um, now they're not they're not going to be able to um, contextualize that entirely. Um, and that may mean that, that they do develop trauma, even though your intention was just to prevent them walking out into the road.
1: Well, so, c-
0: con- do conditioning think? doesn't yeah.
1: occur based on one experience.
0: Yeah, but that's not what I'm. That's not what I was saying.
1: I, I didn't so say. So again, if if you imagine a, a skillful way of teaching this child, it's not just that when they try and walk out onto the road, you beat them. Uh, The beating is part of a whole system of education, which includes conceptual description, uh, other uh, signs of, um, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, I guess, danger and warning. And uh, yeah, it's it's not an isolated event and it's not an isolated part of an educational process. Um, It's just Mm -hmm. an important part of that process Uh, in, in in martial arts training. Uh, you 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 learn by being hurt. Uh, hmm. If you if you if you do a, mis- uh, a technique incorrectly, or you uh, defend yourself from a technique incorrectly, you get hurt. But the the degree to which you're hurt is controlled. It's it's controlled skillfully, so that you learn from your m- mistake. Without that physical feedback, mm-hmm. it would be really... It would be impossible yeah. to learn this kind of physical skill. Uh, there are certain things in which the physical feedback is built in uh, and other things whereby it's it seems perhaps optional, but that to take that option is to create a, a kind of relative retardation. Uh,
0: possibly, but I mean... Do do you ever think it would be a good idea for me to beat my students if they couldn't conjugate a verb?
1: Uh, no, but again, no. that's a, an exaggerated uh, instance of physical uh, consequence. It yes, might be... Yeah, yeah. It, it, so uh, they might learn much quicker if you were to uh, punish them physically in a different way, in a way that gave them... Uh, a direct physical feedback.
2: like
0: Or just like an electric shock. Force them to do push-ups or something.
1: Yeah, or some <laughs> sensory uh, unpleasantness. Uh, well, again, that's a little bit extreme. Um, I mean, the way that it commonly happens, it, again, because we're talking about higher order uh, uh, conceptual beings, it, it usually happens through displeasure. Uh, students will make a mistake And they can see the displeasure of their teacher. And uh, if you, uh, if we go back to the towards the start of this conversation where we're talking about violence, uh, uh, words are a kind of action, and they carry with them a kind of violence. And it's the same with uh, gesture and uh, Hmm. and visual reaction. So I would say that you're already beating your students, but just not physically. Uh, Right. You're beating them. Uh, gesturally, conceptually, uh, in, in in different forms of encouragement, uh, but they're at a level whereby you can give them feedback in this way, and they'll they'll receive feedback in this way. Uh, if if they weren't at a level where they where they could take this conceptual feedback, this visual feedback, uh, then uh, it, it would behoove you as a teacher to find some other form of of feedback, a- and maybe. Uh, physical punishment is a, uh, a last resort, but to take away that last resort, I think, is uh, uh, problematic.
0: Um, okay, may, maybe it is a last resort, but I, I think having having violence as a last resort uh, can potentially limit your your other resorts. So if uh, if if somebody like um, Obviously, you're not you're not recommending this this kind of unskilled or indiscriminate or um, in, intense um, beating or anything like that. Um, but if if somebody if if somebody does only have like, say, okay, so I tell the child once, I tell them twice, last resort, smacking, um, that limits their their, um, their creativity. Uh, in finding other ways to communicate.
2: Yeah, go on. Right, Can you interject? So, um, uh, again, this sort of highlights this idea of not trusting people to be skilled and talented mm-hmm. at things and looking for uh, rules, I guess, that that protect us from people making mistakes or just being shit and so like Mm -hmm. and and then you've also brought up another rule there where it's like okay my this person's rule is i hit them once i no, i tell them once i tell them twice by the third time i hit them well that doesn't have context okay you know like they they they, and so it doesn't again like you're talking about someone who's gonna traumatize their kid regardless because they're they're not very refined, yeah. So, like, it, this is not the where where I'm seeing this theory. The, the, these are not the people that this theory is being developed for. I would say, or this kind of idea. I mean, if it was culturally accepted that this is the way it went, then maybe these people could, you know, develop and understand in this way as well. But, yeah. um, but 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 a, a, a few of the uh, objections you've, you've raised do seem to come from this this place of um, assuming that that the violence is going to be like have a bad effect, I guess, it sounds like, press like on YouTube, press like on Facebook.
0: Um, well it that's the the thing is the evidence is is on my side so there's i mean there are many studies which which indicate firstly that that um th- that violence against children uh, is does increase the the risk factor of uh, of trauma uh, and then there are there are studies as well which which demonstrate that that normally what happens with, with parents who, who do use violence as, as this uh, disincentive, um, they, uh, a lot of the time they go too far, but from their own admission. And even, even from my, uh, from my personal experience, um, now my, my father is, is generally a very gentle man and anybody would, will tell you that he's, is a, a very nice person, but, um, in in our house i do remember several times where he beat us when it wasn't necessary where we were receptive to reasoning and i think that's the that's the danger that enters but um of course that's yeah i mean that's obviously not what uh what jeremy's advocating but i i think it's um if you're willing to resort to to violence once um, I, you have to wonder where, where the boundaries are going to be drawn and the, mm. that is a risk well, factor. But, but again, oh yeah, so, so
1: my other issue yep. uh, my other issue is so there's a joke from Seinfeld uh, they're talking about a school and uh, I think it's from the wedgie conversation. Uh, Elaine wants to know what a wedgie is. The, the what uh, conversation? Uh, uh, Elaine doesn't oh, right. know what a wedgie okay. is. <laughs> and then when she finds out she's like oh, yep. boys are so cruel and uh, Jerry says, well, what do girls do? And she says, well, we just tease somebody until they develop an eating disorder. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah. my, my issue as well, uh, and I haven't looked at these studies, but um, the, the, the issue that comes to mind is that certain kinds of violence are easy to uh, study. And other kinds of violence, mm-hmm. can, uh, verbal violence, conceptual violence, are much harder to study and uh well there's
0: there's evidence about that as well that indicates that that like yelling at children is um also causes problems well there's a whole bunch of or or it causes is a risk factor there's actually. a
1: whole bunch of uh evidence that shows uh that uh, uh, uh leaving children undisciplined uh is uh um highly detrimental to their development
2: yeah
0: yeah well, what what do you mean when you say undisciplined though because that's a that, that's that's uh, a
1: curious term.
0: Uh, well,
1: I guess fundamentally,
0: because I, I'm not oh, I'm not advocating in any way that that a child shouldn't have guidance.
1: Yeah. Well, I guess d- discipline is uh, fundamentally uh, n- negative feedback. Like if okay. you if you imagine okay. disciplinary action, that's not uh, giving someone cookies yep. for doing something good. Uh, discipline has a a, a stigma of uh, of strictness and uh, punishment.
0: Okay, okay. So you, so you're saying that there is a bunch of evidence which which indicates that that negative feedback. Uh, if children do not receive negative feedback, then they do, then uh, they are at risk for certain
1: problems well i don't know about problems i'm more concerned about retarded development which isn't really necessarily okay you're you're saying they won't reach their their full intellectual potential or something like that yeah or their full potential as a human being uh they right uh, if if children are not disciplined uh then they're less likely to be able to develop self-discipline
0: okay okay uh well from from my from my research, and and you know, maybe uh, maybe I've, I've missed some key points, but um, from from what I've read, that's that's not accurate. You don't, I mean, um, in at least in at least in terms of of, of violence, um, there is yeah, but that's not what there, I'm talking there about. there isn't really. But yeah, and okay, yeah. okay, okay, but but uh, okay, but if that's not what you're talking about, then then. What what are you talking about? You're talking about discipline in general, like like um, yeah, of which
1: a, a branch of which is physical punishment. Yeah.
0: Okay, and what are some other branches of of this of discipline?
1: Uh, so having some kind of codified system of behaviour. Hmm. So, like, if you look at uh, child uh, rearing in Asian countries, uh, in yeah. or in Asian culture. Uh, families in western countries uh, they in general are much more strict, have much more discipline have uh, much more yes. punishment uh, yes. and uh, recently there have been a whole bunch of cross-cultural studies that show that these children who are subjected to uh, intense, uh, sometimes hyper-intense discipline uh, uh, have much higher rates of success and uh and even weird things like autonomy and self-esteem than children who aren't mm. disciplined. Uh, and
0: uh, okay, well, I'd like to see that. Hmm. Um. And yeah, well, the, I mean, the 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 counterpoint to that might be that um, um, in in certain Asian cultures, um, it seems that people people aren't quite as creative. Um, they They can be very successful but but not necessarily in a creative way and I wonder if that's um, if that can be a, a causal uh,
1: if that can be caused by the way they 're raised uh, well, if you put it like that then it it seems like there 's already been a causal relationship uh created hmm. it 's just whether or not the the mechanism of that cause is inside of uh, the disciplining itself or inside of this yes um more gr- groupish uh, way of looking at yes. the individual, uh, but I'm not, I don't. Yes. I don't necessarily a- agree with that. Um, the statement of, of uh, less creativity. Um, mm. But my idea of creativity is is very broad. Um, mm, mm. But yeah, maybe in um, in
0: or to to put it in another way. Um, uh, for example, there was, a, there was a famous event in China where there, was, there were several hundred uh, Chinese uh, and there were just a few um, Japanese mi- military. I think this is how the, the story goes. Uh, and even though the, the, the Chinese outnumbered the, the Japanese by, by many times, um, the Japanese were, were able to control the, the Chinese and eventually send them to their death. Um, so, so creative probably isn't the the best word, but my point is maybe more about um, more about compliance or or the um, perhaps the ability for for independent thought or resistance to authority, which is necessary sometimes.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, but if you look at the the lives of famous artists and famous writers uh, in in the the history of the West, for instance. Uh, I don't think you'll find a correlation between uh, a a lack of severity in their upbringing and the degree to which they were uh, creative geniuses, Hmm. genii. It's creativity and and, uh, like hyper-creativity is such a complex... uh, I don't know you, how you'd describe it. It's multifactorial. It's so multifactorial. Um, yes, yes. And I guess that's that's the issue with beating kids. If you start looking at it in a multifactorial way, chances are the parents who are resorting to beating their kids and are, are intensely beating their kids, overbeating their kids, they're the kind of parents yeah. who are bad parents. And yeah. we, do, we do have this tendency in, in contemporary times to create laws that restrict the freedoms of uh, uh, the majority of people who wouldn't use those freedoms uh, to, uh, to protect uh, people at risk from the uh, the people who are more likely to behave uh, excessively in that way. As a law it absolutely makes sense and a skillful parent will still beat their children, uh, even though it's against the law, uh, I guess that that's my bottom line. Um, yeah, uh, so, sometimes you got to race.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think hitting people um, who who haven't initiated violence against other people is is uh, is warranted. And actually, I th- I think it's immoral. So what
1: if they? What if they have? What if there is a child that is going around beating the shit out of other children and. Uh,
0: yeah, well, that's that's something that, that you know that that's a different case. But but beating a beating a child for you know for for example, if the child goes to touch something on the stove, or the child gets too close to the pool, and you don't want to put them in the pool, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, I've seen um, I've seen parents beat their children for, for similar reasons, and perhaps that's that wouldn't be a situation in which you'd advocate. It. Well,
1: it, it depends on the circumstances. Because if you have a child right. who's continuously almost falling into a pool unsupervised, and they're, they're somehow getting access to the pool um, despite having, you know, uh, common safeguards, uh, if you yep. if you don't beat that child, then maybe they will drown. That that's the whole point of creating feedback. Um, that that's the danger of taking away this. This tool, um, but yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I, now I'm thinking a little bit mischievously, but yeah. So mm. um, in in the circumstances whereby, a, uh, say, a child is being violent towards other children, and uh, they uh, no form of verbal or behavioural discipline is having an effect, then is it better to then find a, a child who's highly skilled at violence and have them administer some form of vigilante child-on-child justice, Um, that seems crazy to me.
0: (laughs) Okay. Mm. Well, I
1: I don't
0: know. um, Yeah, I I don't know. That doesn't sound like a great idea for sure. Yeah,
2: it sounds
1: bad. Sometimes sometimes you've got to race. Um, Yeah.
2: You know? And it just seems seems like uh, this principle of you know not hiring people and stuff while I agree with it it yeah. does seem like it's it's restricting like if I was to ask you when is the situation where where in which would be the cost of not hitting them is greater than the cost of hitting them would you have any answers to that question
0: yes uh, so if it's in in defense of an innocent if the, if, the, if the child is is uh, uh, for for example if if there's a if if there's a bully in the schoolyard and the bully goes to punch another student or another child then that second child uh would would be justified in in striking back to defend themselves likewise uh if if uh if a third party like a, a parent or a teacher saw that this bully was was about to to strike another student they would be justified in striking the student to the extent that it prevented the the, the initiation of violence, um, but in that case, I, I mean, depending on the situation, I would say, e- even though it, it it would be justified, maybe it wouldn't be necessary, de- depending on how it went. So,
2: so the main idea would be in relation to preventing other violence. Yes. Not in terms of the safety or development of the the child itself.
0: Um, well, I, uh, I mean, it's very difficult for me to, to imagine a scenario where the, the, the safety of the child is at risk because you haven't beaten them. Um, because um, from, from my perspective, like if, if you have this situation with the pool, what you need to do with the pool, I mean, if the child shouldn't... Uh, of course, like Jeremy said, with, with safeguards, like you put, you put up a fence around the pool or, or, or mm. you just watch the child... And if you watch the child, and make sure he doesn't jump in the pool, or, or if he does jump in the pool, that is that is okay. Um, and you know, may, maybe uh, in in some situations, yeah, you need to pick up the child, or even in an extreme situation, you need to yank the the child's arm to protect him. Um, but you don't necessarily need to, need to hit him. Um, uh, like I, I had a situation many years ago um where uh, a a friend of mine ran out into the road he was he was very distressed and he was like suicidal i ran out into the road and i i didn't hit him i i hugged him and pulled him back to safety now it it was um i was interfering with his autonomy but but i wasn't i wasn't hitting him and hitting him wouldn't have wouldn't have been helpful in that situation um but I, I was I was acting to um, to bring him to safety.
1: Yeah. Again, so this brings up uh, questions of what what's the nature of violence? Yeah. Because like, I think it's better to beat a kid than it is to, for instance, tie them to a chair. Right. Uh, but locking them in their room is an extension of this idea of tying them to a chair. Yes. Like yes. It, it's it's a kind of violence. And, yes. Uh, and again, uh, I'm. I think if you deny certain parents um, direct violence and those are the parents who are unskillful as parents and violent as people, then they'll those kind of parents will find another way of being violent towards their children right mm. um, but and that that violence will probably be more malicious I,
0: I'm not necessarily saying that that, that we should force people. Not to be violent, or that we should go around, you know, uh, with uh, with uh, spiked bats and and saying if you beat your kids, then then we're going to get you or something like that, um, or or arresting mm. them or what, uh, whatever it is. Um, what I think is
2: we should encourage people to be peaceful. Mm. But th- these aren't. Contrary, and a lot of the examples that you've raised uh, to to that are risks of this Mm. idea have been in relation to people who are going to commit these violence. But no, but no, that's
0: that's not the case because, like I said, with 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 my father, I mean, he's an intelligent man. Mm. Um, He's not a bad person. Mm. He's even a good parent. But he did go too far, Um, and I, I can think of a few times. Uh, where he used violence when it wasn't necessary and it, where where it wasn't effective
1: But but that doesn't but that doesn't cancel the times when it was necessary and it was effective uh, And so my other my other issue uh, with a lack of uh, sorry, we're reaching my curfew So I'm going to talk a little bit quietly right. um, uh, If if you look at instances of accidental death amongst teenagers uh uh, often it's or, – or accidents from, like, playground equipment or, you know, kids doing things, not, not being aware of the physical consequences. Uh, uh, that kind of thing comes about uh, kids driving really fast mm. in their car uh, because they don't have a concept of physical consequence. Mm. Um, if If you've been beaten as a child, you're more likely to be able to imagine physical consequence – to your behaviors, whereas if you if you haven't had physical consequences, direct physical consequences from your behaviors, I think you're more likely to, for instance, die from reckless no, driving. Right.
0: I don't think that's uh, the case at all. I think it's it's the exact opposite. I think what happens is when uh, when children are under the control of their parents, um, using d- discipline or or, or uh, whatever it is. Um, then the children will act in accordance to that, as long as they know that they're resp- held responsible by their parents. But that means that they do not learn real responsibility, and so when it comes to going out into the world, like like this example of reckless driving, uh, where the, they have no one around them to 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 give them consequences for their actions, that means they start to make stupid decisions because they haven't been taught. The, the, the deeper consequences of their decisions, not just consequences by their discipline.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I disagree okay. absolutely. That's right. And if you, take, if you take a broad cultural yeah. view, uh, like uh, in America, uh, uh, less parents beat their children than in mm. India. Uh, in India, the majority of parents beat their children and beat them quite severely. Mm. Uh, but if you look at traffic accidents in India, you will find that the, these Indian kids who are being strongly disciplined by mm. their parents aren't driving recklessly, whereas American children who haven't been disciplined, who haven't experienced physical consequence, are killing themselves on mm. the road all the time. And not only that, they're shooting each other with guns, and they're like the amount of physical consequence that people experience uh, for a, a a fact of having missed physical consequence in their upbringing uh, I think is axiomatically true
0: mm. okay okay well those are interesting points uh, but uh, guys I, I have to go cool. uh, it's, good time to it, wrap it's up 11 o'clock okay thank, thanks Jane. Yeah, move. good on you uh, thanks, <laughs>
1: thank you Mr. Link. and yeah it's an awesome yeah. conversation uh, maybe we can do a, a part two uh, in a month
0: or it's been a pleasure absolute pleasure yeah, but
1: uh, yeah love you guys and, and it uh, I'm looking forward to hearing this one
2: uh <laughs> uh especially. Great. Awesome. <laughs> cool. cool. All right. Bye. Uh love you lads. Have a love you guys. Night. Bye. Bye.
0: So that concludes our mystical voyage exploring the principles of being a cool guy. And remember, you can jump on over to theparadiseparadox.com slash 137 to see here that listen to the show notes for this episode, uh, including some relevant links talking about um, the damage that that a traumatic experience can have on children. Um, And uh, you can jump on over to theparadiseparadox. Oh, com to show your support, a little appreciation, a little bit of. Coin or you know, give us a give us a comment on the on YouTube, share the video, uh, whatever you want to do to show us your love. We, we do appreciate it. Uh, you can also jump on over to Steamit.com slash at Paradise Paradox. Steam it with two E's. Uh, steamit is a site where you can get paid for voting and, and creating content. So that that might be worthwhile for many of you. Uh, beats Facebook. So. Uh, jump on over steamit.com slash at paradise dash paradox and thanks so much for listening have a great day Uh, take care of yourself take care of your children have a good one